everybody, this is Townsend. I'm a singer, songwriter, musician, and mental health advocate, and I started the You're Not Alone project and podcast to help educate, spread awareness, and simply help you feel a little less alone, no matter what you're going through. Thank you so much for tuning in to Season 2 of You're Not Alone with Townsend. Be sure to click the follow button and share these stories. You can also watch the interviews on our YouTube under Townsend T Music. You can also keep up with the journey if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Townsend T Music. Every like, follow, and share helps us continue to change lives. What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of You're Not Alone with Townsend. I, of course, am your host, Townsend. Today, I'm excited. You know, in the past, we had had an episode talking about ADD and neurodivergence. Today, we're going to be diving into a type of coaching for these things, ADD, ADHD, but I'm not going to give it away. I'm going to let Miss Leah, she's going to hop in, kind of explain what this looks like, but I'm incredibly excited. I feel like ADD and ADHD are really getting a lot of attention recently. I feel like social media has really shined a light on these topics. So first, I want to say, Leah, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. It is such a pleasure. These are topics, like I said, I'm excited to dive more into because I feel like a lot of people have these diagnoses, or even if they're not a diagnosis, we've got a little bit of an inkling somewhere, don't you think? Yes. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Per always, I like to let my guests kind of introduce themselves. So this is Leah. Like I said, I want you to tell everybody who is Leah, whatever you'd like to explain. What's your job title? Do you have kids? Just just let us have it, Leah. What you got? I uh, was born and raised. Well, I was born in Conway, Arkansas and raised here for most of my life and moved to Chicago for six years and then said I would never come back. Don't ever say never. Uh, never um, say never. And moved back for my husband, who we, we were friends before I left, and we remained in contact. And uh, we've been married for 10 years, and we have an eight-year-old daughter as of yesterday. She just turned eight. Happy birthday. Um, For my career, as far as that goes, or as far as my ADHD um, history and, and knowing about it and everything, I've been diagnosed since I was nine. I was not at the top of the list of people who would be diagnosed. My mother had to campaign for me to get a diagnosis because I made straight A's. And the school was like, we're not going to test her. She's fine. She said, well, we're sitting home with 30 minutes worth of homework every night for three hours. Something is wrong. You can find out it wasn't homework at all. It was stuff that I was bringing home because I was not going to not finish something. So they tested me and I was diagnosed and put on medication and all of that. And really, Never knew a whole lot about it until, I don't know, the past four years, I started doing some self-coaching and realizing that a lot of the marital problems I was having and everything kind of tied back to ADHD. And so I asked my doctor if she knew of a coach locally, because I didn't want to go search for one online, which there's nothing wrong with that. And actually, like, there's a great network for finding coaches. Uh, but I decided I would just figure it out myself. And once I I thought, well, if I ever quit my job in marketing, then maybe I'll be a coach that's local since she, my doctor didn't know of one and said, if you find one, tell me. And I said, well, maybe I'll be that coach. So that's how I got here. Wow. That, you said, well, I'll do it myself then. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, well, I've had, I've had several guest in the past talk about how parents are huge advocates for their kids, especially mm -hmm. when it revolves around mental illness, because it's not like a broken leg. You can't just see it. It's something that's mm -hmm. hidden and you kind of just trust that the parent 
parent knows the kid a little better than maybe a teacher does. So lucky. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you kind of had to, you had to advocate for yourself and your mom did. Yes. Yes. Goodness, goodness. Well, let's hop into ADD versus ADHD. Are they different? Are they the same? We hear those terms thrown around a lot. They they are the same. So the reason you're you're hearing more ADHD now is because the DSM is the Bible, basically. Um, they in 1980 they pegged the term ADD, and then later in 1987 they decided no, it's all ADHD. The difference is most of the time hyperactivity is very physically visible, right? But all of us with ADHD brains or ADD brains, we have some mental hyperactivity. So most of the time in women, for example, you're going to see a lot of anxiety and it gets misdiagnosed as anxiety very often. But when in actuality, it's that hyperactivity in the brain that's causing the anxiety. So it is ADHD. Now people can still call it ADD. There's a book by Dr. Daniel Allman that it's called Healing ADD. He has not changed the title of it, even though he's revised it. So either one, one and the same. Well, I just learned something new already. Super interesting. Okay. Like I said, you hear those terms kind of thrown around one of the same. And I always thought, maybe it's something a little bit different. Okay. Let's hop into, let's explain the difference for people listening between coaching and maybe, maybe a type of counseling therapy. I want to personally thank you for taking the time to listen to these conversations. It truly means so much. We've changed so many lives for the better, and we want to continue doing so throughout 2023. This project is made possible by sponsors and patrons. So if you'd like to help keep the You're Not Alone project going and hearing these amazing stories, we would love for you to join the family at patreon.com slash Music. Just for signing up, you'll get free merch, discounts, and behind-the-scenes patron-only footage, not only of my music, but of each episode. That's right, so each guest on every episode answers a few more questions that only patrons will be able to watch and listen to. So head on over to patreon.com slash Townsend Team Music, and let's continue changing lives. So counseling, I like to just make it real simple for people. Counseling, a lot of times, well, all the time, they're going to they're gonna work on stuff that happened in your past, some trauma, anything that is past focused, they're going to try to help you reimagine it and, you know, work it out mm-hmm. with them. And maybe some, some stuff that's in like the recent past, obviously, or even a little bit in the present, but coaching really is very different in that. We'll talk about what are you doing now? What are you, what are you dreaming about for the future? And how can we connect the dots? Oh, that's not, I feel like we could so always all that. It's future focused versus past focused. Yeah. So basically we all need a coach. Yes. Yeah. Help everybody us needs a therapist step. and everybody needs a coach. There you go. I like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So we've covered the ADHD in previous episodes. Like I said, go back and listen to that one. It was fantastic. That came from more of like a counseling aspect, but what are some things about ADHD that you think we should know that maybe we didn't cover in that episode? So one of the things I wanted to, you said it when we very when we started in the very beginning, you talked about it's kind of being thrown around. And I know people who have actually been diagnosed can tend to be like, everybody does not have ADHD. Well, 
they're actually doing studies now and not that everybody has it, but they're doing studies now on the subclinical level of ADHD. And what that means is there are external factors that can cause it. Lack of sleep is number one, cause the symptoms, which means if you have a subclinical level of ADHD, you just need to work on your environment, your sleep, maybe your nutrition, exercise. Those things will help you not have ADHD or have ADHD symptoms. People who are born with it, those things are going to help them do better, but they're likely going to need medication for affecting change. Yeah, that makes sense. Some days I'm like, I definitely have ADHD. And then some days I'm like, maybe I don't. So maybe I have a subclinical. Like I, yeah, maybe I didn't Look sleep or maybe sleep. I ate crap. I don't know. And the screens and the notifications and all of that, they all tie in and eating, eat the things you eat, they all tie together. So absolutely. You are what you eat, which is terrible because I would love to just eat a lot of donuts. Yeah, me too. But then you will fall asleep right afterwards. That's right. right? <laughs> we will all then have terrible ADHD yes. and everything yeah. else. Okay. So do you yeah. believe that medication is the best way to manage ADHD? You know, that was touched on on my last episode and she kind of agreed, you know, there were a lot of exceptions and things, but she agreed that medication could be a really great management. Stimulant medication, in my experience, is the best way to treat ADHD. And I've talked to a lot of people. I mean, some people don't want to be on it. Some people do. I'm actually in a current situation where I'm having thyroid issues and I'm I'm having to not be on it anymore. So I'm hoping to like create a transition guide for people who run into that situation. Um, I am looking to try nootropics. I don't know if you've heard of thesis. Uh-huh. Um, after I get cleared from the doctor, I'm going to totally try those. Maybe I can come back on and talk about that. Yeah. And those are like a supplemental way to treat ADHD. Interesting. So, but, and there's non-stimulants, but from my understanding, those, they don't create that excess dopamine that we need in our brain. Yeah, absolutely. Well. Interesting. Yeah. I've run into some people that, you know, I had a lot of listeners listen to the ADD, ADHD episode from last time. And the, that really hit them hard. Cause a lot of them were like, I don't want to take medicine, but I know I basically have to. And so I think tips and tricks were really beneficial for those people. Um, so talking about that, let's get into some tips and tricks for ADHD or managing attention, even if you don't have a diagnosis. I would say this is not necessarily a tip or trick, but I've been on medication and off medication. I've had jobs where I needed it or didn't need it. And I would say that discrepancy right there, are you doing something in your life or your career or your job? where you excel naturally without medication because there are careers and jobs out there that are better for us. Yeah. Um, so that would be my first tip. If you don't want to take medication and you're still having trouble at work, maybe you're not in the right place. Yeah. I, I mean, and I'm not saying like jump a gun and go quit today, but, you know, maybe dig deep and think about things that you've excelled at versus things that you're not excelling at. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, so for tips, sleep is the number one, get seven and a half to eight hours of sleep. Not like from the moment you get in the bed to the moment you get out of the bed, you, from the moment you fall asleep until the moment you wake up. And when you're on medication, that can sometimes be a problem too. So you have to just, I would say, get a routine, a pre-bedtime routine. I have clients that 
do this. They drink a, a nice sleepy time tea and they take a shower. So they're raising their body temperature. So then it can fall before you go to sleep, which is what it's supposed to do when you fall asleep. Um, and then they listen to things like green noise, which I have not tried either, but I'm really interested in doing that. Um, they have different colors of noise. So you can get apps to play pink noise and brown noise and green noise. And those seem to be really advantageous for people with ADHD from what I'm reading. Um, the same thing will be eat protein. None of us are probably eating enough protein. So if you can just switch out one carb heavy meal a day for one that has a lot more protein, like with turkey or chicken, it's going to be huge. Our brain, they run on, our brain runs on ketones. And so not that protein supplies ketones, fat supplies ketones, but there's a, there's a carb burning system and then there's a ketone burning system. And if you have that carb burning system running all the time, your brain's not getting that many ketones. So fewer carbs works better. Sugar, processed food, that's number three. Processed food tends to have inflammatory substances in it. So that inflames all the way up to the brain. So the less battle you have, the better. Sugar, we all know what sugar does. We just talked about it. Um, it, it makes you fuzzy. And again, it's that carb burning system, which has its place, but, you know, kind of getting to, it to switch between those is a good thing. Your ketone burning versus your carb burning. The fourth, look for slow drip dopamine. Like for a lot of us watching TV or playing video games, or whatever, that's hot. That's like a gush of dopamine that leaves us bankrupt. So you're all happy when you're playing this video game, you're ramped up, you got that dopamine going, and then you have trouble being focused after that because you've bankrupt your dopamine. We only have so much. So if you rush all of it, then you have little left for the next day of work. So exercise will be a slow drip dopamine activity. It supplies that dopamine, but it's not a gush. It's a real slow drip. It is not fun. I would not. It is. Yeah. Until afterwards, but you're like, okay, yeah, I did exactly. It. There you go. And you feel like this little pump. Yeah. So there's people that actually use this before they go into meetings. They'll go run staircases or they'll do some push ups and some, you know, just to get that little dopamine hit before they go into a meeting. And it's not a gush, it's just a little hit. Yeah. So aside from all the other benefits of exercise, that is one that you cannot attribute to losing weight, which can be frustrating or anything like it's, oh, I just need a little dopamine. I'm going to go for a brisk walk or I'm going to do some push-ups, or whatever it is you can do to kind of get your heart rate up for a minute and get 30 minutes a day of exercise. And you can break that up into five minute sections if you want 15 minute sections, or you can do it all at once. But 30 minutes of exercise where you have your heart rate above normal is going to help you with your sleep going to help your brain, going to help your health. Something I didn't mention earlier, and this goes along with health, that subclinical level of ADHD can also be caused by thyroid problems. So if you think that you might have ADHD before you go through a three-hour test, which is what it is, I would definitely get thyroid panels run and iron levels checked, both of those things. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think those tips and tricks are valuable for everyone, which we yes, said that you don't necessarily would, have to yeah, have diagnosis. It is for everyone. If you have a subclinical level, it might be the difference between having ADHD and not having it. And if you have a clinical diagnosis, then it's definitely still going to help you. 
And if you don't have any of it, it's still going to help you. It's going to help your brain work better. Absolutely. Eating better, sleeping better. Like who doesn't need that, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So what are, we always talk about, you know, the negative, the stigma behind ADHD, just how terrible it is. But what are some positives to maybe having ADHD? Thank you. Because that's one of my goals in being a coach is to is to make people aware of the benefits of having it because there are several. Absolutely. Um, one one that most people are probably, I don't know, they may not be familiar with is creativity. Often people with ADHD have a heightened level of creativity. And someone might say, well, I'm an accountant. Well, but do you solve problems really quickly and easily? And they'll say, yes. Do you think outside of the box when there is an issue and you're talking about it with your, you know, your coworkers or whatever, because we think in a different way, we're able to solve problems more easily um, and more creatively. But creativity wise, just in general, you'll find multiple artists that have ADHD. Uh, I think Justin Timberlake has it. There's several successful people that have it. And I don't know the list right off hand, but you probably find more than that if they actually here to go and get a diagnosis. Um, my daughter, a funny story, my daughter, when she got diagnosed last year, she's she just turned eight, but she, I told her all these good things about ADHD and she came home and she goes, I think so-and-so has ADHD and so-and-so and so-and-so because they're all really good artists. That's funny. I and love I, that. I said, well, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are because you can be a good artist without it, but if you do have it, it probably... It gives you a boost One in one way. It's that like when we're super interested in something, we tend to hyper-focus and we become the best at that thing. Mm-hmm. So someone who's neurotypical may not have that ingenuity to just keep going and work hard at it if it just naturally comes easy to them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know yeah. a lot of artists, not painting artists necessarily, but musicians that have ADHD mm-hmm. and they are so creative and they think of ideas way faster. They solve problems faster. They're really cool to be around because like I said, they just, they think on a different level than we do. And it's, it's a a boost of energy. It's really cool. It's refreshing. It's really the one job that I've had where I felt like I didn't need medication was on a team of creatives. Yeah. I can see that. Just, we were just, it was infectious. We just all like wanted to do our best and we worked really well at solving even creative problems together. So it was great. The next one on the list, I would say, is not being afraid to take risk. So that's why you'll see a lot of successful people who become really successful is because they weren't too scared to take the risk that it took to get there. Yeah. And that is, it can be a bad thing too, if you're too prone to taking risks. But often neurotypical people, they get frozen, which ADHD people have their moments of getting frozen, but they also if they get really excited about something, they're not going to back, they're not going to back out because of risk and they lack inhibition. I don't know how many of your friends have ADHD, but they're real and they're usually pretty fun. They, they don't really know how to be fake, which is relieving to most of us. If you're around someone that has it and they just, I literally can't be fake. Like, I don't know how to do it. I don't have any interest in doing it. Um, but people feel more relaxed around you and you can have more fun that way. So that's a good one. They have a high, they're high and highly empathetic. They know what you're thinking before you're thinking it or how you're feeling before you know how you're feeling, which is, you'll see a lot of helper helping professions 
feel like there's a lot of teachers that have ADHD, social workers and therapists have may have ADHD, but yeah, empathy is a huge strong suit. We can be overly sensitive on one hand, but we know how to tune in quickly to the needs of others. Yeah. I've noticed all those things for sure. Absolutely. They're the yeah. ones that like we were talking about in another episode, the kids that immediately go to get you a band-aid when you have a boo-boo. It's the kids with ADHD, but they're just mm-hmm. so compassionate and caring. And they can read your physical cues much more easily. Yeah. Which is, I don't know if you've heard of re- rejection sensitivity dysphoria, which is another symptom that a lot of people with ADHD have. Part of the reason for that is because we see it before you even know your brain is thinking it. So we we see and we feel that rejection sometimes over overly so. We overthink it and then it becomes that rejection sensitivity. But that's the reason why, because we can we can take the tiniest cue yeah. and blow it out of proportion. Yeah. So it's a good and a bad thing. That was there. Yeah. There was a cue that was there, but we tend to maybe blow it out of proportion um, by overthinking about it. So yeah. Interesting. Always some good and bad of each benefit of having it. Oh, absolutely. So basically it sounds like a pretty good thing to have. You need to get some friends with ADHD. Oh yeah. And (laughs) we tend to be hard to follow if you don't have ADHD, if we're in a conversation, we'll just jump onto the next thing. Neurotypical person be like, where did that come from? And our ADHD friend is right there like, cool, got it. Yeah. Like I'm totally on the same path with you. They're just keeping you, keeping you on your toes. That's all it is. (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. Very good. Those are definitely some positives for sure. All right. So we always talk about self-care, what it looks like for my guests. So being ADHD or being diagnosed with that and having all these different things that you know about, what does self-care look like for you specifically? Self-care for me looks like better time management to get the, the most important things done. So not trying to schedule back to back to back things so that I have time to not rush. And especially when it comes to my family and like getting my daughter after school, making sure that I have used my day the best I can. That is a form of self-care. If I have a list of things I want to do, if I get that done, then that relieves me of that anxiety of not having finished after I pick her up from school. You might not think that that is self-care, but if you try it, it really, it helps everything. It helps the anxiety level tremendously. Um, The other thing is just, well, boundaries are huge. Boundaries for myself, but also boundaries for others. Um, So if you feel like you're needed a lot, boundaries are a form of self-care. And it's caring for others as well, because if you do your best, then they get their best. And you can't, it's like the airplane thing. You got to put your mask on before you can care for other people. So taking time for yourself to finish the things that you need to do and not over obligating yourself to do more than you can possibly get done, which is something we struggle with. Time management is a huge struggle for us. Self-care also means for me, like for example, when I went off my medicine a few weeks ago, I kind of had like, I had to catch my breath and I had to give myself two days of just being like, it's okay if I don't get anything done in these two days because I need a rest. I don't want to burn out, which I've experienced in the past and not experience burn- experiencing burnout is 
is hard for us. We tend to go until we just can't go anymore. So, and I think everybody does. So, I mean, these are tips for everyone, but I would say boundaries and time management, just giving yourself enough time. Absolutely. I love the to-do list. It's also, it's also a little hit of dopamine too. When you check out that last thing, you're like, yes. yes. Oh, absolutely. So Every, all the things I get dopamine if I check it off. I have one client that he's like, I think he's doing great and he doesn't want to continue. He's like, no, you're the reason I do my list. You're the reason I have all these accomplishments written down. And I was like, okay, great. I'm glad I can be that for you. That's it. Heck yeah, absolutely. So where can people find more resources and information, both regarding ADHD and maybe if they want want to look into coaching with you? Um, Attitude, I think it's attitudemagazine.com. If you type in attitude, it probably will come up. Um, it's an online resource and you can get buried in ADHD information. Um, ADD CA, that's a ADD coaching Academy, but I think it's part of ADDA and they have tons of resources. So um, the, the resource that you talked about, the attitude.com, isn't that like ADDitude? Like it's uh-huh, not spelled ADD. attitude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Just so ADD. people know. Sorry. ADD. No, it's all good. Yeah. That's why it comes up top because it's. Um, and then as far as getting in touch with me, I work with Selena who you had on in January. Mm-hmm. And so you can go to impactcoachteam.com and look for the ADHD coach because I'm listed there. You can have an ask Leah session, which is like, it's just a session where if you want to ask questions, um, about you or for you or a loved one, get resources. I had a, a session with a girl that her brother um, he doesn't live here, but he's in high school and she, she's where she, that he has it and her parents aren't being super supportive. And we sat and we just talked about ways that she could get him diagnosed or a, whether he needs to be go for a diagnosis and then resources that she could contact for getting diagnosed, um, Mm -hmm. for him. So you can do that or you can just have a, just a discovery session to talk about coaching. And I should have a workshop coming soon too. Oh, that's exciting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Selena's amazing. I love all that she's doing, everybody on her team. So cool. Okay. So check that out. And it's got a list of people you can get with and you can see Leah on there. I love that. Very cool. Well, Leah, thank you so, so much for joining us, answering a few more questions about ADHD. I hope my listeners learned so much. Thank you for joining. You're welcome. It's been such a pleasure. Okay, guys, y'all know how this works. Leah and I are going to continue to talk. We're going to answer a few more questions, but they're going to be for my patrons only. So if you want to continue listening and learning a little bit more, hop on to patreon.com slash Townsend Team Music. If not, we're going to sign off and we will see you next week. If you'd like to hear the rest of this interview, visit patreon.com slash Townsend Team Music. And don't forget, you can also watch the interviews on our YouTube channel at Townsend Team Music YouTube. Let's be honest, I think we could all use somebody to talk to every now and then. Healing Path Counseling in Conway, Arkansas is 100% my go-to when it comes to therapy. Wendy Blackwood has more credentials than letters in the alphabet. She's won awards for her outstanding services and has a whole page of board memberships. Basically, she knows what she's doing. She works hard to help equip you with the tools needed to live your best life. She even offers a variety of services, including, but not limited to, 
cognitive behavioral therapy, technology-assisted counseling, relationship counseling, and EMDR. Trust me, I know therapy can be intimidating at first, but let me assure you, Wendy does her best to make you comfortable and find the best solutions and plans for you. Trust me, don't wait to make the call. Give Wendy Blackwood at Healing Path Counseling a call today. Get started on the best version of you. Okay, guys, if you're in the market to buy or sell, I have the perfect company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area, but they're able to serve you no matter where you're located in the state. They've streamlined the process of buying or selling a home to make it so much easier. They have a team of industry experts that make sure you have access from anything you can think of. I'm talking from local home inspectors to painters to gardeners and so much more just to provide you with the best service possible. They're dedicated to providing the most up-to-date market data in the area. And I think the coolest part is if you go on their website, you can use their easy-to-use fast property search. You can even create a custom market report to see what's active, under contract, and sold in your neighborhood. Their team is made up of caring, knowledgeable professionals that work around the clock to help you with the process of buying and selling your home. So again, if you're in the market to buy or sell, Clark & Co Realty is definitely the company for you. Tell them Townsend sent you. Let's be honest, I think we could all use somebody to talk to every now and then. Healing Path Counseling in Conway, Arkansas is 100% my go-to when it comes to therapy. Wendy Blackwood has more credentials than letters in the alphabet. She's won awards for her outstanding services and has a whole page of board memberships. Basically, she knows what she's doing. She works hard to help equip you with the tools needed to live your best life. She even offers a variety of services including, but not limited to, cognitive behavioral therapy, technology-assisted counseling, relationship counseling, and EMDR. Trust me, I know therapy can be intimidating at first, but let me assure you, Wendy does her best to make you comfortable and find the best solutions and plans for you. Trust me, don't wait to make the call. Give Wendy Blackwood at Healing Path Counseling a call today. Get started on the best version of you.